What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Coast Coast Podcast. Today, it's been a minute. We talked about the NBA Finals. Cards and I are happy boys. We got our yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got our fourth one in eight years. It's a nice time to be a Warriors fan. Um, yeah, can't go wrong. But uh, we'll be talking about the uh, the video before should be the one about the finals. But uh, this one's gonna be coming out uh, recorded at the same time. Uh, we're gonna do an off season review. We're gonna be going through. It's gonna be a six part series. We're gonna go through. Um, the five uh, five teams at a time, starting from the bottom, going all the way to the top. Uh, we're doing a draft order this time. Uh, so we're going to be doing the Magic, the OKC Thunder, the Rockets, the Kings, and uh, the Pistons. So we'll start off today talking about the Magic. But first and foremost, Carson, how are we doing? Fantastic, man. Uh, I'm riding that high of the championship. I'm going uh, to spend the night tomorrow in the city. I'm going to the parade on Monday. It's gonna be it's gonna be insane. I'm I'm gonna be faded for sure. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna need some. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I I knew like I couldn't miss this one. Like you know, we won the three before. I missed all the the Giants parades when we won those. You know, I I missed all our Bay Area parades. I knew like we we had to go to this one for sure because who knows when we'll be back. So. Yeah, I mean, I got work Monday, so <laughs> can't, can't count that in. Griffin, hey, get your money, man. We doing good? Yeah, we're doing good. Hey, we're doing cool, good. Man. Shout out the Suns, bro. Shout out the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have an interesting disaster class talk about that in DeAndre Aiden, but uh, that's a whole nother video. Um, yeah. But we got to hop in here talking about the magic. Uh, some big question marks. You know, they got the number one overall pick. I feel like it's kind of becoming consensus at this point who it's going to be. It seems like Jabari Smith out of Auburn is going to be that guy. It seems to be the guy that has been uh, linked towards mo- the most. I think it makes the most sense for them, especially with, you know, Wendell Carter having a fantastic season at the five for them, very underrated player for them. Uh, they don't really have a set four. I mean, Jonathan Isaac should be that guy, but he hasn't played in a long time. And that's something we need to talk about in this segment. But um, Jabari Smith, Carson, I know you, we're really high on Jabari Smith. My Hurricanes took him down in the uh, March Madness. So, you know, obviously I love that. What do you think about Jabari Smith and how he fits with this team, if he is to go there? Yeah, I mean, they definitely need some shooting. Um, they need they need some three-point shooting, and he would bring that right away. Um, I just think for the Magic, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys on this team that I, like, really like. I mean, they have a lot of really solid players. I mean, Cole Anthony – uh, has shown, you know, really solid flashes of guard. Uh, you know, you already mentioned Wendell Carter Jr. I think he's a, a really good, you know, power forward center. Um, you know, RJ Hampton is a young guy with potential. Um, you know, Suggs, a Bogner is a beast. You know, he's going to be a stud wing. And I think, you know, throwing Jabari Smith in, in the mix uh, – would be great because I think he fits in already and, you know, he's got a lot of upside. I do really, I I would really like to see Chet in this, in this situation as well, just because, I mean, the magic have just been like drafting off of like length and like size, like the last like decade. And this would be like the ultimate magic pick for them. And I think, you know, he has a lot, he has maybe not a lot, but he has more star potential per se than Jabari does. But I think Jabari is definitely the safer pick and he would fit right in and and you throw him in and this is a really nice solid young core that I think uh you know if they all just stay together they could definitely you definitely do a little something in the next you know couple you know few years maybe um so the fact they got the number one pick you know Jabari Chet whoever they decide either one's gonna fit in nicely because they already have a really solid young core going yeah so that kind of brings the question I'm gonna ask you Griffin um I was thinking about this today during work I was like hey so they say they go Jabari Smith. 
that means Jonathan Isaac's kind of the odd man out. You know, he's a guy who has defensive player of the year abilities. Um, you know, he it just doesn't seem like he'd fit the rotation because you'd have, you know, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner. Uh, you put Javari Smith in there with um, Wendell Carter. Jonathan Isaac isn't a guy you want coming off your bench. You want him to be starting. And I'm asking you, Griffin, how do you think you go about this Jonathan Isaac situation? Uh, do you trade him? Do you keep him on the team? And if, if you are going to trade him, is there a team that comes to mind you think would want his abilities? Um, well, I think with the Magic, uh, if they pick Jabari Smith, yeah, Isaac's going to be out of the rotation. But the Magic have a lot of super solid young players. But out of these guys, who's going to be a star, right? And mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to pick a star, number one, that's going to top everything that Jonathan Isaac could bring, that Jabari Smith could bring. Like, maybe not, like, super on the defensive end like Isaac could, but, like, the the boom potential that he has is much higher than Isaac and plus they have almost maybe an excess of young talent because they have so many young guards you could choose between Mm -hmm. Fultz, Anthony or Suggs package that with Isaac and you could get a super you could get some talent back with that I don't have like a team in mind right now I don't know about you Liam but I think like trading some of these pieces plus adding um, Jabari Smith would be a pretty solid offseason for the Magic. Yeah, I don't know exactly how we could formulate this, but some teams that came to mind, the Nuggets would love to land Jonathan Isaac. If they could somehow pull that off, uh, you know, you give Jokic a guy that's an all-defensive all NBA player alongside him, that causes a lot of help for the weakness there. Another guy, team, the Atlanta Hawks, we know they want to make some moves this offseason. You know, maybe John Collins wouldn't make sense to head over to Orlando, but maybe do a three-team deal and a team that's looking to get a guy like John Collins because Atlanta's defense was horrendous last year. And, you know, you give Isaac, you know, the play alongside Trey Young, uh, a guy who's going to go down as a Hall of Fame playmaker. So he'll be able to, you know, get him on lobs and stuff like that. Uh, some other teams that may come to mind, um, uh, maybe Charlotte, if they decide to move off for Miles uh, Bridges, if he, you know, stops posting lean on his story. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, I don't really know what else other teams might come to mind. Maybe Portland, if they're looking to get a guy, I feel like he would fit well there. I don't know if they'd be willing to part with that pick, but Carson, does it, does a team come to mind? Cause I feel like he'd be kind of on the way out. Yeah. I mean, any of those teams work. I just want to, with him and Fultz, like to me, those two are just like, you know, if you get anything out of them, it's a plus because those guys, they have hardly played and you can't like, they've gotten injured so often. You can't even, you know, put any faith that they're going to be out on the court. Honestly, that's, that's how I feel about them. I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm not really putting any weight in, in Isaac, you know, really having any future with the team just because he hasn't shown, neither of them have really shown an ability to stay healthy. It's more like, okay, you know, if they're going to be healthy, that's great. You know, maybe we'll see if they fit in the rotation. If not, you know, we'll see what we can get from them. But to me, if they can get anything out of them, whether it's something from a trade or just, you know, good minutes, uh, that's a plus because to me, like the magic should really kind of go on. Like they don't really happen. That's just how disappointing they've been, you know, not being able to, to stay healthy. And it's a shame because, you know, Isaac has shown, you know, insane defensive potential. And then, you know, Fultz, uh, you know, has shown, you know, really solid playmaking abilities. Um, it's just a shame that they, they can't, uh, they can't stay healthy. And it's like, yeah, they have some, like Griffin said, they just have, overabundance of young talent so it's like where where do they fit in this anyways if they were healthy so but definitely yeah the, i think uh, yeah a team like denver i think is perfect because they have the personnel where it's like 
you know, they don't need to rely on Isaac being healthy. They can take a flyer. It's like, you know, if he's going to be healthy and he gives us something, that's great. But we have the depth and the talent that, you know, it's okay. It's worth a shot, you know? Yeah. Do you think OKC would trade pick 12 for Isaac? Would you do that in Ooh. situation? I think the Magic would take that in a heartbeat. I yeah, I mean, honestly. But what yeah, OKC and, well, the Thunder are a team. I mean, they're another team. They, like, a different situation than Denver, but they they have time. Like, they're in a, a deep rebuild. Like, they, they have the time to make sure he gets healthy. And uh, I, I would like that for them because, I mean, you think, you know, Isaac is – you know exactly what Isaac is. With He's 24. Team. Yeah, but with the, with the 12th pick, I mean, it's kind of like – you know, you're not sure if you're getting a guy that might not make it to the second contract. You're not, or you might get an all-star. You're just not really sure. So, you know, you might, you know, kind of hedge that and take a guy in Isaac where you know what he is already when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I would be and, down for that. Yeah. Any other things you guys think about about this team? Like any areas of weakness maybe or some guys they should look to go after? Shooting. Uh, shooting, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I just they just lack star power like there's no one on their roster that's like all-star potential like maybe Cole Anthony like at the end of the all-star but like I don't really see that but I think um like just going back to Markel Fultz like he ended the year pretty well like I think he does have value if you package that with Jonathan Isaac and maybe like a sign and trade with Mo Bamba like you could get some talent we gotta talk about Mo Bamba yeah I would let him go I think what, whoever you're getting at one would just replace Bomba in the rotation. It's like you don't want to pay him. Because that's how he, I feel. He's going to get like 14 million a year at least. I think. I don't think, I think it's between 14 and 16. I think people will pay him. He had a really good end of the year. Yeah. And uh, he's still a pri- He's only, what? He's, he's young, still young. young. He, he was turned young 20, in his draft. He line. just turned 24. Um, mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So wh- where do you think he would go? I think top team's got to be Charlotte. Uh, they want a guy like that. Um, you know what I'd love to see? If the Bucks don't get back Bobby Portis and they do some sort of way to, you know, dump the salary, Brooke Lopez, bring him to Milwaukee. It's a lot of size, yeah. It's a, a, a lot of wingspan. That'd be a lot of size. I mean, I'm trying to look at some other teams that maybe would come to mind that would need his help. Um, Phoenix if Aiden leaves. Toronto. Phoenix. Yeah. Um, God, if he went to Toronto, man, they're like, oh my gosh, That's such a Toronto player. Yeah. He, oh, he'd actually be disgusting on Toronto. Holy hell, I would pay him in a heartbeat. The net, if the Nets have some money worth a shot, mm-hmm. be like what Allen was maybe supposed to give him. God, it's such a shame Allen isn't on the on the Nets anymore. They really it's, messed that up. Detroit, if they're looking to think Stewart's not that guy at center for them, he's kind of small. So yeah. <laughs> Because they're not going to get a top three guy in this class in that pick at four. So, um, yeah, it's just tough paying a guy like him that money, you know, when it's like you could probably get, you know, a player that's like, you know, 80% of Mo Bamba or someone that's even better than Mo Bamba for, for much cheaper, you know? Yeah. So that's probably their biggest rating. But um, we talked mm-hmm. about the magic, though. I think it's time to move on. OKC, we know they got pick number two in this draft. They got pick number 12 in this draft. They have four million picks in the next couple of drafts. It's something crazy. It's like 19 first rounders in the next five years, which is insane. Um, and just kind of looking at this roster, we know we have the impending free agency of Lou Dort, um, the star uh, two-way player for them. Um, also got, I believe, Derek Favors coming back there uh, another year. Looks like a guy that's going to get moved for them because Derek Favors doesn't fit mm-hmm. the timeline. Um, and you get a lot of guards in this roster that could be pretty promising. 
You got Trey Mann, who had a solid rookie season. You got Giddy, who had a great rookie season. You got Theo Maladon. Uh, you still got uh, Shai Gilligas-Alexander. And uh, it looks like Chet Holmgren is going to be the pick there at OKC from what, you know, it's starting to come around to be. Uh, draft next week, by the way, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So let, let's play, uh, play it off. They're going to go with Chet at number one. I mean, number two. Um, how does this roster go about for the rest of their offseason? Is it time for them to finally pucker up and make a trade? Because they have so many draft picks. I, I'm, You know, it's awesome what he's doing over there. With, what's his name? Uh, Sam, Sam Presti. But you got to make a move after a while if you have all these picks. Uh, I'll start with Griffin. What would you do if you're Sam Presti this offseason? Uh, I think I'd wait another year. Uh, I want to see what I have with Chet. Um, and specifically, his fit with Josh Giddy and Shy or Shea. Like, see what you have with that. And especially seeing, like, you know, I think they have a lot of, like, back-end talent, like uh, Poku, who, like, could develop into something good. So I would wait one more year, see what you have, and then – after next year, you probably have another hype draft pick. After that, you you go all in. Um, but yeah, I really like the the future that the Thunder have, especially if they pick a Chet. But you know, Sam Presti could Sam Presti and pick someone we don't we're not thinking of, like he did with Josh Giddy. But yeah, like Josh Giddy, like I think Liam and I were talking about this. I think he has like fringe All Star potential every year. Uh, Shy has all-star potential every year and you're adding Chet to that. I'm like, that's a pretty good core. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm liking what they're doing. Like they could take the on height six, six and six. Eight, yeah, I no, they're, ta- they're, I, I, I kind of love what Presti's doing, even though it's taking a while. Like they, he wants everybody to be able to like bring the ball up in some way or another. So yeah. Uh, but I think the thunder, what they have, they have a lot of cap room so they could take on a lot of expiring contracts and get, even more future picks. Don't get Robinson. Like that. Steal him and make yeah, him your podcast. Yeah. You could you could steal <laughs> some some vet guys maybe that because I think this team could use some veteran leadership maybe like beyond Derek Favors but and Mike Muscala yeah Mike me. Muscala but yeah I I'm liking the future for Thunder I trust Sam Presti a lot I love the giddy pick last year so I'm all in I don't know about the coach though they might need to find yeah coach. no I think Maybe this is just like their developmental guy, and once once they're ready to trade go, fire four him. first rounders for Nick Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> On God, though, bro, they could yeah. trade twenty and they wouldn't sweat it. Um, I yeah. what do you think? What would you do if you're Sam Presti? Yeah, I I 100 agree with everything that Griffin just said. I think you know you have Dort Shea um and giddy those three everyone else to me is kind of on just like you know see if they develop you know if you have anything with them if not they're they're uh they're expendable um those three and then adding yeah most likely chet to that you know those are four guys that you know similar to the magic like that's a really a really good young core that um you know has a lot of talent that you can develop and i think um you know with all the picks yeah you know you don't have to you don't have to trade right away because you know, who, who is even out there? You know, I think the Thunder, you know, they should act like a shark just kind of waiting, you know, chomping at, you know, who's the next, you know, all-star, superstar guy that's going to want out of their situation. You, you're you really just waiting on that, you know, whether it's a cat or a booker or, you know, wh- whoever it may be, you know, name someone like that. You know, someone in the next, you know, season or two or three is going to want out of their situation and the Thunder have everything that, you know, a team would want, you know, all the picks that you'd want. Um and uh, along with the young core that if you, you know, you throw a superstar in there, you know, while those guys 
you'll give him another season or two to develop and then, you know, throw that disgruntled superstar in there. Now we really got something. Now we really got some cooking. But, you know, the Thunder still have some time. They just have to be patient uh, with all their picks and stuff. Um, just cash out when it matters, um, when, when a scar comes up and, you know, let these guys develop. And Griffin made a great point about definitely get some some veteran leadership in here because you don't want these young guys just kind of running in the muck without, you know, a veteran, you know, helping them out and showing them the ropes and stuff. Get some, I think that's a, one thing we learned from the process is, you know, they didn't really have much veteran leadership at the start of the process. That kind of, I feel like that kind of maybe hurt them in the long run. Like with these guys, you know, get them, you know, some veterans and just let them develop and wait for wait for a star to come around so they can cash in on all 30 million picks they have. Yeah, um, I got an idea. I was thinking about this at work. Lou Dort, is it going to really make a lot of sense to pay him? You know, he's a six foot three small forward. Um, you know, he's shown signs of brilliance, but he's also been rather inefficient to start his career. Um, I feel like ever since that, like, bubble series against the Rockets, he kind of peaked there and he kind of gone, mm-hmm. not saying he's gone downhill, but like he's kind of rather stagnated since then. What do you think about a situation where you lock Lou Dort up on a contract extension this off season? Watch you. Well, I don't know. It's next week. So you trade pick 12 and Lou Dort, the trip in the draft and get AJ Griffin to be your future three. Oof. Hey, you know how much I really like AJ Griffin. He's got a lot of, he's got like his ceiling is Jimmy Butler, his peak ceiling. And otherwise he's, I'm trying to think of like a good three and D guy to compare him to, but uh, he's a good three and D guy. If he doesn't pan out that much. And I feel like that's the position that they need again, defense. He's really good at defense. He was shooting 50% from three at one point this season in college. Uh, I feel like he'd be a perfect guy there at 12. This draft is really rather top heavy and it gets to a lot of interesting prospects from there on out. You know, you got after the top three, you got Ivy, you got Sharp, you got Matherin, you got uh, AJ Griffin, you got um, Jalen Duran, Dyson Daniels, uh, there's a bunch of other guys like that. What do you guys both think about a situation about them trying to get up and go get AJ Griffin? Because they have the capital to do that if they think that's a guy or we think that's a guy they should go get. Uh, Griffin, you want to start? You want me to go? Uh, go first. Yeah, um, I was just going to say, I, I am all for them being super, um, super aggressive with their picks. Like last year, I really wanted them to, you know, put up a few first round picks and go get, you know, a Cade or a Jalen Green or a Mobley. I, I, you know, I don't know if those teams just said no to that, but I wish that ideally that would have happened for them. But I'm all for them. You know, they have so many picks and it's like, you know, why not just package those to get up there and get, you know, guys with, I, I feel like the Thunder, you know, use those picks and get guys with, you know, as much potential as possible. Like, cause they have, they have the time, they have the assets to, you know, to be able to see, see through the potential of these guys if they have it because they, they just have so much time. So yeah, I'm all for that. Just be aggressive as possible because if you're not, then, you know, your late first round picks that, you know, was an asset, you know, sometimes they might turn into a player that isn't even playing for you, you know, so I'm all for uh, moving up and, and, and being aggressive because they have, they have so much capital, man. They, mm-hmm. you know, anything can happen with them. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I think, uh, I think they should be aggressive because last year they did try to move up to number one. They packaged shy and uh, the number six pick to try to get up to, with uh, Detroit, but Detroit said no, but like they probably could have packaged like two more first round picks in there to get them because 
Like, yeah. who are you going to, like, at the end of the first round with, like, the picks that you have, you could have packaged the pick that they had this year with the Suns. Like, that pick is meaningless this year, and you could have packaged that in and tried to move up. So, yeah, I'm in favor of just them being aggressive and getting the guys that they want on their board because, mm-hmm. like, Lou Dort, he's a fine player, but I don't know – like how what's his, a what's his three yeah what's his ceiling like could you see Lou Dort like starting on a championship roster like yeah. I don't I don't know if I see that like I'm not trying mm-hmm. to like dog on you do you see him as like a could he be as good as Mikel Bridges I don't know he no he he's too he's too small and he's too small yeah no. he's too small like he's a he's a good bench like he's a good he could be a good bench piece on a on a, yes. on a championship contender but he's no he's starter. gonna get too much money to be a bench yeah piece, so, so like yeah, I, I say move off of them. Try to move up and take a guy you like. On, and then yeah, they still got to figure out is Baisley or Poku going to be there for? I feel like Poku. I don't believe in Poku that much. But Damn, that's or, or, or either of them, or yeah, who's going to take going to make a jump? You know, or any of them going to be good? Like, bro, who's going to take Chet under his wing? And they're going to be yeah. sick. <laughs> the, the white yeah. block squad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll move on. We'll talk about the Rockets again in this list. Probably going to say Paulo Bancaro, one of my favorite prospects. I always love Duke prospects. I got a thing with Duke prospects. I always think they're going to be good. Like, I thought Jaleel Okafor was going to be good. but uh, Same. Yeah. I, yeah, same. And I know you thought Justice Winslow was going to be a god, too. But, you know. Yep, yeah. <laughs> but uh, interesting uh, roster move. Uh, just this week, uh, this team moved on from Christian Wood. Uh, their borderline all-star center, I'll say it. He's one of the top 10 centers in the league, I think, when he's on, when he's healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of move into an era where Alperin Sangoon will be their starting center. Uh, I think we love the post-god himself, Alperin Sangoon. Uh, so mm-hmm. he'll be playing probably alongside Paolo Bancaro in a starting lineup featuring Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, um, Jay Sean Tate, and then those two alongside him. Uh, when it comes down to it, this roster, I feel like you got some things you need to address. John Wall, one of the major things you need to address this offseason. Um, is it time just to do a buyout with him? He's just eating up space on your bench uh, where you can put in someone else. You know, even if it's someone that is just a developmental piece, I think he's not worth having on your team anymore. And he'd rather much be on a team where he can be on a contender. Um, then we got, you know, some other guys. Do we think Kevin Porter Jr. can be a future one for them? I don't think he has the ability to be a one. He's, he's more of a Jalen Green type. So I don't think those two coexist on the court together. Is it time to move on from Kevin Porter Jr.? Or because is he going to accept a bench role? I don't think so. And um, it seems the way uh, Jalen Green ended last season, he's going to be the guy going forward for them. They're both 6'4 guards. It doesn't make sense to keep them out there on the court at the same time. Um, Let's start off. uh, Carson, I'll go with you since I went with Griffin last time. Uh, What are you doing if you're in the – this driver's seat of this Houston Rockets uh, franchise, assuming you get a guy like Paolo Bancaro, number three, or you want to take a wild card. You think maybe they get a guard, but I don't know if that makes much sense, but go ahead. Yeah, this, this roster definitely doesn't have as much optimism and, and hope as like maybe the Thunder or, or the Magic do just due to, you know, I feel like lesser, you know, you know, star potential or like good solid young guys. I mean, really it's like, Jalen Green, you know, Porter, Stone Flashes, Sangoon, Tate, and then, you know, with Wood gone, it's like, you know, who else on this roster do you really see, you know, maybe becoming, you know, a potential, you know, solid player. But for, first of all, I don't know how Eric Gordon is still on this team. I'm surprised no one's, you know, I'm surprised no one made a trade for him at the deadline um, and, and got him. 
Uh, you know, I think he's someone that they, you know, should deal and get something for. Yeah, same with Wall. I mean, God, $44 million on the bench and he, and he doesn't play. It's insane. Um, for them, I mean, yeah, just go with Paulo or whoever you think. And it's just tough, man, because, yeah, Green, Porter, I don't see them. I don't see them working together. I would definitely go with Jalen Green over Porter, you know, 100%. Um, you know, definitely get, you know, definitely get like a, maybe a veteran guy to help Jalen Green out because I definitely think, you know, he's, he's the guy, you know, he showed enough flashes where it's like, he's the guy you got to build around. He has, you know, 25, you know, 30 points per game uh, potential um, and go from there. Uh, maybe emphasize the size a little bit more since you lost wood. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of work that needs to be done for sure. And, but they, uh, I, they need a couple more years and a few more picks to, you know, maybe fill it out a little bit more. This roster just doesn't seem like it's really that full to me. Yeah. Like Usman Garuba, he's more of a, a project guy. We yeah. need that coming out. Uh, Christopher's same. a project, you know, the a project. Oh, wait, no, no, no. The Waba's older, but that, uh, but yeah, Kenya Martin Jr. Martin Ju- yeah. Martin Jr. Um, Dennis Schroeder, when the hell did he get on this roster? Was he cut? No, I think. Why does it say he's on this roster? Wasn't he traded there for something? He might have. I don't no, know. No, was it? Where, who's the, the center on the, the Celtics, the white guy? Oh, Tice. He's my oh, Tice. Yeah, they got Tice back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah. I got to ask. Well, Bruno Fernando, also on this roster. Uh, what would you do, Griffin? Uh, to go enough you got to get rid of John Wall. Uh, not only a cap eater, but he seems like not the best locker room mm-hmm. fit. He's not really the veteran leadership that someone like Jalen Green might need to look t- towards to become a successful guard in this league. I would get off of Eric Gordon. That's a good. That's a good piece that you could dangle as a trade asset. I I completely mm-hmm. agree. He should have been traded at the deadline. Phoenix Suns, what the fuck were you doing? We needed it. We needed a scoring guard off the bench. He was oh, right there. Yeah, worry. but we have Shamit. So <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh Kevin mm-hmm. Porter Jr., he's also not the uh playmaker. And I think he need I think Jalen Green, in order to maximize his development, needs to learn uh like purely how to play the two and not competing like pounding the ball with Kevin Porter Jr. in the backcourt. Uh, so yeah. you need, I think you get rid of those three and you bring in a guy like Ricky Rubio uh, who could like, who could really facilitate with him and Paolo. Paolo to me is the most NBA ready of the three big men. He's a great scorer. Like we saw in the, the in March madness. Uh, but I'm a little worried about the backcourt defense with Shengun and Paolo, but you know, this team's not going for the playoffs. So that's a yeah. thing they could develop over time. But yeah, I think if you get a veteran guy like, I don't know, like Rubio or something like that in there with uh with Jalen Green and who could just feed these two scoring guys, I think they they'll be on the right track. Oh my gosh, imagine prime John Wall on this team. That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, how about future Nick Jalen Brunson? Yeah, you could get uh Jalen. Yeah, just just a a better point guard than they have. Get off of Porter Jr. <laughs> Get off of Gordon. Yeah. Would you do a sign and trade Jalen Brunson for Kevin Porter Jr.? Yes, in a heartbeat. I don't I know. Think it works I don't for know. Both sides. 
Because Luke is the primary playmaker. Yeah. You give but a guy. Kevin to... Porter Jr. might like cuss out Luke in the locker room. No, yeah. Porter, yeah, Porter, there'd be like five seconds left in the game and he'd, he'd look at Luca and he's like, I got this. Like, don't trip. <laughs> yeah, he would. He'd totally and then he'd go GOY. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, don't worry, Luca. Like, I, I'm going to win this game for you. It's like, bro, like, what? He'll be like Dion Waiters. He just yeah. like hits one shot. <laughs> yeah. I think he's all that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> overall, I'm not like as negative. Like, I think this team does have pieces, but you got to like not only cut the fat with guys like John Wall, but like Eric Gordon, like he's such a good trade piece. I think you have to strike while the iron's hot there. And Kevin Porter Jr., I think also just like bad locker room fit for this team that needs, I don't know, more of a unselfish point guard. Mm-hmm. I just think mm-hmm. – when it comes to this team, Paolo's got to hit. If Paolo doesn't hit, they're screwed. Yeah, bro, they could get Wembenyama. They're fine. Okay, the Wembenyama <laughs> is going to be hard. I'm the biggest Wembenyama fan. I love that man. Gonna, he's going to bust. No, he's uh, not, say... bro. He's LeBron. All right. <laughs> 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 New um, Katie. Yeah, no, he had, this pick has to hit for yeah, sure. Yeah. That's like the number one thing. This if that goes to two, like two dynamic scores out there uh, playing for them, like that's going to be good going forward. Yeah, and if they both pan out, like if Jalen Green and Paulo, you know, both you know live up to who we think they can, then it's just like fill in the gaps on defense around them. You know, just yeah. get a bunch of guys that could defend. Around like, them. let's say Paulo becomes like a better version of like what we thought John Collins would keep becoming, and like Jalen Green's like Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, and then you really got something there. You yeah, know, really got yeah. Um, wait, I, I totally lost my train of thought. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Let's move on to the Sacramento. No, wait, I remember. Okay. Like, you know, uh, draft wisdom in the past would tell you that, you know, of these big men, probably two of the three or one of the three are going to hit. But I think, you know, after the last couple of drafts, I think like the top of the lottery has been pretty solid, especially last year. I get some sort of version of that with the top four this year. Ivy, Bancaro, Chet, and, uh, Jabari I think all these guys are super solid prospects that like I don't think you could go wrong with any of them uh like it's all about fit and stuff like that but yeah I think that like I think he's gonna hit I think I'm I'm big on Paolo I think he would be a great fit here so yeah we can move on to Kings but hey shout out Jose he bowling right now whatever he doing so (laughs) we'll have to talk about his team but he'll, he'll have to give us a Give us a grade about what we're talking about. Yeah, the roster's looking rough. The roster's yeah. looking rough, to say the least. Um, it was interesting. You know, they go out there. They trade one of their most promising young guards. So it, an all-star center, mind you. He, he's a good player in Demonis Sabonis, but didn't really elevate them to nothing more than really just making <laughs> nothing more than just making a play-in tournament is what it is. And they so, didn't even make the play-in tournament. They didn't make yeah. the play-in tournament. So uh, kind of look at this roster. Some key guys. Harrison Barnes, he needs to be moved this season. Uh, he's a valuable piece. and needs to be taken advantage of while he can. Pause. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> but we got uh, Davion Mitchell. He's not going to start for them. Makes zero sense for him to start. Um, Aussie Fox, uh, he's going to be that borderline all-star guard that he is. Uh, having, having those great ta- uh, seasons when he does. Rashawn Holmes, is he really going to be the perfect running mate alongside DeMontis Bonus? I don't think so. Um, uh, and then, you know, you got Dante DiVincenzo, kind of a weird piece on this team. I think he makes more sense to start over Davion Mitchell. Um, Jeremy Lamb, a veteran guy. And then DeMontis Bonus. And as Griffin pointed out, Josh Jackson, the Hall of Famer himself. Yeah. But um, <laughs> a team who has fourth overall pick, Jose thinks that they should trade it. A lot of people think they should trade it. 
I think Ivy makes a lot of sense here. I think Ivy would be one of the most ex- formed the most explosive backcourt alongside De'Aaron Fox in the league. This man is an elite slasher. Uh, I love what I've seen from him at Purdue. Uh, Griffin, I'll ask you, I don't know if you've seen a lot of Ivy. Uh, what would you think about pairing him alongside Fox? Uh, yeah, I was watching some Ivy highlights in the break room today, uh, and I liked what I saw, but I think Ivy would have worked great with Halliburton. I think they chose the wrong guard if they wanted a guy like Ivy um fox and ivy like yes it will be explosive and fox did end the year pretty well like he was scoring like damn near 30 points a game uh and davion mitchell also ended the year pretty well but like like what's davion mitchell's peak like a better like i don't i don't know like he's a like a like like a a lesser mike conley yeah like he's like fine like i just don't love a lot on this roster like i'm also not the biggest fox fan I just, I just don't know. I, I would trade the pick, honestly. I don't. And I mean, what, what would you package well, um, for both you guys? Like Harrison Barnes, pick four for like, who are you getting though? Like who are you? Really or you could get? just trade down. If you, if yeah. you love Ivy, you could just like trade down to six. For what, future picks to fuck them up again? I, I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're, trying to, they're trying to get more. They're trying to get in the playoffs. That's their goal. Yeah. That's what they've said that their goal is. And I think they might trade down to get someone more NBA ready. Maybe I, I just, okay. I don't understand. I just don't understand the Kings. Like, like what trade down, get a, get a piece. Like and then try get, and get like, like Murray Matherin or like Matherin or Murray. I hate Keegan Murray. I think he's going to boss. Yeah. I mean, I don't like him either, but I'm like thinking as the Kings, yeah. like what would they do? They're looking for like guys who are like more NBA ready. Well, he's like a yeah, like, three level scorer. Yeah. So I just, I, this isn't like your question was Fox's fit with Ivy. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough on Ivy to be able to make that decision. I'm very high on Ivy. So if you have to choose between, you know, Mitchell and Fox or Ivy, I would go Ivy. Just, I don't, I don't know that. Like I, I, me personally, like, I just hated the Sabonis deal. Like, he's just like, He's he's good. He's good. But like, why would you trade Halliburton? It's still so it's such a head scratcher to me. Yeah. I don't know. Carson, what do you think about this roster? Because the way I always like to look at teams is sure make the playoffs, but you need to make it in a position to where there's ways you can keep growing from there. Yeah, there this team, like where do they go from here? They're destined like, for they're, mediocrity. Yeah, they're like, remember the Grizzlies, like in like 2014, 2015, when they're like perennial, like the seven seed, like that's what you're headed for. Like what, who, like after the first season, like the, the glitz and the glamor of the playoff will wear off. And you're just like, what's the end goal here? The end goal is a championship. This team, like none of the pieces on this team get you to a champ. Like is Fox a starting point guard on a, on a championship team? He like could he could like be, but like none of the other pieces on here. Sorry, I just hit the mic, but like I don't, I don't, I just don't know. Like Davion Mitchell maybe as like a like a six man. Like I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Hey, Harrison Barnes NBA champion. Yeah, championship yeah. pedigree. I'll tell you, Carson. What do you think about this roster? We did a lot of talking. What, yeah. what would you do? Um. Yeah. Well, first of all, yeah. I just I look up and down this roster, and yeah, there's just a lot of guys that just already seem like maxed out to me. Like there's just not a lot of growth potential with this team. And yeah, I'm, I'm not really the biggest Fox guy either. I love Sabonis, but you know, he, like 
yeah, wh wh what's their direction? Like, because De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis is a really nice duo, but that might not even be a top 10 duo in the league. Like, no, just, not, that's how much... Yeah, that's just how much talent there is, and that's how many great duos we have. But, yeah, what's the direction? And I think, you know, in terms of what they should do in the draft, I mean, I, I really like Ivy. I, I, I think he's going to gonna be a stud. But it's like, whatever you decide to do, whether you take him or whoever, you know, if you actually take someone with the fourth pick, they have to hit. Like, the Kings, they they need someone. Like, they need a star, like star potential, whatever. Either that pick has to hit or they have to package that fourth pick and, you know, Barnes or, or Holmes or whoever, and they have to get someone, you know, solid back that, you know, can be there for the, the future, you know, that can help them a little bit now and is, uh, you know, someone for the future. It's just like whatever they decide to do, trade or actually draft someone, like, like it has to hit because it's like if it doesn't, then it's just, you know, another, another King's bluff. And it's just like, what is this team? Where are they going? So. Uh, well, Griffin's yeah. been, been. I just, I just had like an epiphany. Like, like, what if you know Bradley Beal? Get him out of Washington. You package four Davion Mitchell and uh, Harrison Barnes. Does that get you there? Maybe throw another pick. Another like, pick. just you, you're Isn't trying to make like the Fox Beal Sabonis that gets you the playoffs. That's like not. It's not terrible. You know, I could see that. How expendable do you think Anthony Davis is? He's, uh, I mean. Oh, God. It, dude, wait, sorry, Griffin, before you go real quick, I just want to say, if Anthony Davis isn't motivated to play and to be in shape in LA, <laughs> best, believe, best believe he ain't even touching the court in Sacramento, bro. Uh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know if the Lakers would take, like, who they take. Like, it would have to be for Sabonis. No, I think it would be Harrison Barnes. Davian Mitchell, Rashawn Holmes, pick four. That doesn't get you. That doesn't get you Anthony Davis. Anthony David Davis? Yeah, but he, Anthony, I think he, I think you're having a short memory. Like Anthony Davis at his peak is like a potential top five player in the league. That True. doesn't that doesn't get you Anthony. Yeah. Where do you go, Bear? Yeah. Gobert? I mean, maybe. You have a really good bat front court duo with those two. Yeah. I just you gotta go. If you keep the pick, go for best available, but I don't know. I'm. This is the team that I'm the most. What the fuck do you do on? They're so far because it's not like they're terrible, but they're still so far yeah, from just, being anything like, significant. Like if if I close my eyes and think of mediocrity in the NBA, like it's this roster. Like it's just so yeah. it's so mediocre. Like there's not like there's not a light at the end of the tunnel with this roster for me. Well, let's say they get Mo Bamba. Let's say they do something like that. Yeah, they, they get they. Get, <laughs> They get a deal done, or they get Mo Bamba. They have Sabonis, so they have a good mix of offense and, and a guy really good at defense in Bamba. Uh, they trade Barnes and maybe package that fourth pick. They try and get like a – I don't know what kind of three they would get. Maybe they try and do a deal get like Miles Bridges in like um, – what's his name? Gordon Hayward. I know they're trying to move from Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Or like get like Terry Rozier in there. Just kind of get some guys that can play because – Rosier can score 20 any night. Gordon Hayward can score 20 any hey, night. Hey, throw Bridges in there. I mean, Fox, Bridges, Sabonis. Yeah, I mean, now we know. Exciting. Is there some studios and well, I know Miles Bridges can rap in? Like, yeah. It, well, because Bridges, Fox, and Sabonis, they're all what? Like 26 and under, all three of them. You know, now now we're actually uh, – that, that's solid. You know, uh, 
I'd be, you know, maybe it's not, you know, it's not a title contender, but it's definitely, you know, you're going to be good right away and they're super young still. So, so yeah, let's say it's a deal. Like you have your lineup is Fox, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, DeMontis Sabonis and Mo Bamba. You still have Davian Mitchell off the bench bench. You get some other bench guys in there. Dante DiVincenzo still there. Um, I feel like that's a solid team. I think they could contend for a, not even a, I think they could be a six seed at their peak. Peak yeah. season goes perfectly for them. Yep. I think that's a solid team. And yep. it gives room to grow. Uh, you still have, I mean, Fox. If that's all Sacramento wants just to get in the playoffs and, you know, get some playoff. Yep, that's revenue, what they then, want. Then cool. You know, as, as long as they're in, you know, they get that participation. Well, trophy, since, James, go for it. since James Booknight's a bust, then you get Jaden Ivey playing alongside LaMelo. Oh, oh, oh that'd be so fun. Oh, I mean, who's their coach though? <laughs> Kenny Atkinson, oh, yeah. baby. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Kenny Atkinson was like, no way I'm dealing with all the, like, you know, players are dropping like flies on the Hornets. Like, you know what? I'm going to stay on the champs. He had to stay at the lights. Can daddy himself, Jordan Poole. He can <laughs> the best player in NBA history. Also, this is kind of a segue, but no way LeBron's a worse owner than Jordan. No way, dude. <laughs> Jordan's still. No. Yeah, no way. Yeah, no yeah. way. Sacramento trade with the Hornets. I'd love to see them get yeah, a guard. That'd be fun. James Booknight's ass. Um, all right, we'll move on. Last team. We'll talk about the Pistons. Um, I love this roster. I think it's fantastic. If they got a top three pick, this team was gonna be disgusting, in my opinion. Oh my god, that would have been awesome. Yeah. NBA gods, I was hoping for that. I was really hoping for that. NBA gods they saved the world. Me. But uh, but uh, you still got trade piece, you got Jeremy Grant. Um Marvin Bagley in a trade piece, but whatever he is. Um, hold up. We've still got Kay Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, those two guys, 20 point per game scores, I think, for the rest of their careers, it looks like the way Sadiq Bay dropped yeah. 50, bro. In that random month when everyone was yeah, dropping, uh, dropped 50. Bay, yeah, Bay is oh. nice. Uh, I like Luca Garza. Shout out the post got himself. <laughs> Killian Hayes sucks. Yeah. Don't even say a word. I put up a place. He sucks. I a good like Kevon Looney type of center. Um, and then yeah, so you get the fifth overall pick. People are saying Shaden Sharp. People are saying Keegan Murray. Um, uh, there's not really a lot of other guys. I think you can go in that range. Maybe yeah. AJ Griffin wouldn't make a lot of sense because you have Sadiq Bay. Maybe Mathurin would have to play the two for that. No, hey, real quick, I, I like. I think if you're like any of these teams, like like none of these teams are good enough to be drafting based off like like oh like he wouldn't fit with this guy. Like to me, yeah. like, all the t- teams in the top five should just be picking like best player just based off yeah best player available. Because yeah, you know, you said you know. Like to me, when I like you say like oh Bay and and Griffin wouldn't really work, but to me I'm like you know give me another wing, just throw as many you know six eight you know six 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 eight wings out there as you can and let them you know, all figure out how to play together. And then you know if they can't, then you go from there. But at least try you know because I think that's kind of what yeah. I said. Well, well, you know I'm getting ahead of myself. But no, 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 no. You got a good point there. I think AJ Griffin could be a guy there. Shaden Sharp is the highest upside guy in this draft though when it comes to that because. This dude, such has, an this dude hasn't hooped since AAU. Like, we don't know what he's, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, they're saying all this shit that Calipari didn't play him for, like, all these reasons. I think it was just because he was too young. But um, I don't know. Like, Carson, we'll start with you. What would you do if you're Pistons here? How do you go forward? Because I think untouchables, got to be Cade and got to be Sadiq Bey at this point, unless Sadiq Bey goes for some crazy price. But 
Um, but what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, out of all the five teams that we just listed, it's I don't think Cade's maybe the best player, but I think he's the one out of all the five teams that we listed. He's the guy that has the most star potential, like superstar potential out of anybody. So, you know, the Pistons are in a good spot. They have, like, I'm really high on Cade, and I think he's legit someone that can be a cornerstone or, you know, at, at worst, a number two guy on a championship. I, I, I'm super high on Cade. And the Pistons, they just got to pick someone that, you know, fits with him. You know, that's all that matters. They can play off of him. And that's all I'm looking for with the Pistons because I think Cade has, is that bright of a future. You know, him, Bay, keep them together. Just get a guy that, that can play off of and, and with Cade. I think that's that's all that really matters because, you know, they, they have a few young guys. You know, they have a solid core too, but – just, you know, Cade's going to be the guy that's going to be there for the next, you know, five, 10 years or whatever. Just get a guy that can fit with him. That's, that's, it's simple for the Pistons, you know, cause I, I'm, I think he can really be, be that guy and, you know, someone that can fit with him and, and as much talent as possible, you know, kind of find a mix of that. Uh, Griffin, anything else? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I love Cade. I completely agree with everything you said about him being a superstar. Like he has, he has it. He is that guy. He has that dog in him. You know what I'm saying? He's got that dog in him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think the main thing, not only with getting like the best player available, I think Sharp, I think if you move up, you could like maybe get Ivy. Like if you try to like talk to the Kings, maybe I, I would love Ivy and K together as a backcourt. I think that would be fucking awesome. But I think yeah. a big priority for this offseason has to be trying to get what you can for Jeremy Grant. Uh, it's time I, to go. Yeah. I think it's, I think he's he he says he wants to be in like you know the main guy on a team, but like, <clears throat> bro, you're no Kate Cunningham. Like <sighs> I think it's time to just accept your role for a contender, and then they could get more assets and just continue and continue to build this thing again. Like Shadiq Bay, love that man. He's so good. I'm not selling my Killian Hayes sock. He just has to learn how to shoot, guys. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. It's um, not that big of a deal. Yeah, just has it's, to not, shoot. it's not that big of a deal. He just doesn't know how to shoot. Uh, Marvin Bagley the third. I'm not selling my stock yet. <laughs> Only 22. He can find it. Uh, but yeah, I I love. I I think uh, Troy Weaver and the and the Pistons. They have something really special going on here. I like their future. So yeah, best player available. Whoever they have on their board yeah i'm down with that just just try to move jeremy grant forever you can find hey, save oh, and team. also olenic too i think they should they have to move olenic yeah i think yeah he's a solid piece i yeah, think he's, he's a solid playoff guy someone will take him shout out yeah. shout out playoff killing olenic uh do we think isaiah stewart's at the starting center on this team going forward six foot eight is he he's not dennis robin no nah, he's a bench guy he's a bench guy he's a solid bench guy uh, yeah he's he's your like heart and soul like he'll fight lebron for you you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> he <did. laughs> yeah he literally did he, that's crazy he always yeah. like was running full sprint at lebron yeah he's that like hard-nosed guy on the <laughs> like bench that you smart, yeah, yeah like marcus smart or jay crowder like <laughs> fuck Jay Crowder. <laughs> but yeah yeah i i he's not starting but he definitely has a future on this team so yeah so who makes sense like luca garza just like he a bench dude you just put him in there yeah he's, like, he he's isn't he a two-way player uh he doesn't have much of a two-way but he basically uh, a two-way yeah so he spends enough time down there yeah like i i mean what's his like i don't think his ceiling his ceiling's like ennis Cantor. yeah so oh ennis freedom you mean <laughs> CIA agent and his freedom. <laughs> yeah. 
But who would be, okay? Mo Bamba is just gonna be the story of this video. Dead ass. He would fit on this. No, no, dead ass. DeAndre. <laughs> DeAndre. Yes, yes, Ian. Yes, I'm. I'm Bro, with that. Yeah. Do Please like explain. A, like Jeremy Grant and Killian Hayes in a pick for. You want Killian? Hayes. Yes, give me Killian Hayes. Kelly Olynyk to replace Frank Kaminsky. Oh yeah, that dude. Oh my god. But like, I don't know. Just find. Yeah, they need like. Yeah, just try to get. Eight, eight would be nice. Yeah. He would be. No, Aiden, like, if I'm Detroit, I mean, I have a ton of cap space anyway. I don't care. I would pay him the money because it's like, who else am I going to get? Like, you know, who knows if I'm going to get a guy like him in the draft? It's like, pay him the money, you know, whatever. And then you got him, who's already a proven guy, a borderline, you know, kind of close to an all-star guy. You pair him with Cade and Bay, and, and now that's a, a really solid, you know, young three right there, and, and let's go, you know, get more assets around them. Like I, I'm all for that. It's like, yeah. why not? It's like he and he's super. He's what? He's only what? Like 23, 24. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he fits the timeline perfectly. Why not? I think Aiden. I love. I, I'm glad you said that. Aiden on the scene. I love that for him. <laughs> hey, you was playing like a top four, like five center in the playoffs last year. Last year. Oh yeah, last, last year, year he was. When he wanted to play. Yeah. And he's gonna. Yeah. When, yeah. I mean, when the Detroit he, we need to him, you need so. to break him of his two K addiction and his addiction <laughs> to fucking being a pussy in the paint. <laughs> dunk the ball. Yes. Yeah, it's, well, well, it's not Scott. Yeah. Though. It's he's not. This is you're not in Scottsdale anymore. You need to be hard in the paint, bro. Have I, Isaiah Stewart teach him a lesson or two. That like have Isaiah like, Stewart jump him <laughs> in the locker room. No, he Aiden's got. He has to catch the ball first. He can't dunk it without catching the ball first. Yeah. Dude, he's like, yeah. he's like, uh, it's okay. Never mind. Let me get off this point. You know that. Yeah, all jokes aside, Aiden's so Ewing? solid, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we did a good time covering these five teams. Uh, we'll do the next five coming up soon. Uh, we'll probably trickle into some teams eventually that, you know, have already drafted, so we'll get a better image. But uh, free agency is still yet to come. So a lot of guys talk there, but. We're hop off. We gotta talk about some NBA. You gotta no oh, wait. Wait mention. for our live reaction to the the NBA draft. We'll oh, be uh, here. We'll be here. We'll, we'll be, be here. I'm making sure works covered that week. But no. Um, <laughs> but no. We uh, we gotta talk about some finals. Shout out Kobe Bryant. You didn't text back Jason Tatum, so he took a shitter. <laughs> but <laughs> you know who got him. All right, but now appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll be back with some more stuff. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> the Josh Jackson means nah. <laughs> all right, but uh, all right, appreciate you guys. Coast Coast Podcast signing out. Peace. Peace.